Hello, it is Tuesday, April 16th, 2019, and I am here today reading from Burton's Anatomy of Melancholy. Um, This episode I'm going to call Ziska's Drum. Um, We are still in uh, the introduction, Democritus to the Reader. It's quite a lengthy document, so I don't know how long I'll be reading from this one. But in any case, here we go. "'Tis a general fault, so Severinus the dean complains in physic. Unhappy men as we are, we spend our days in unprofitable questions and disputations. Intricate subtleties about moonshine in the water, leaving in the meantime those chiefest treasures of nature untouched, wherein the best medicines for all manner of diseases are to be found, and do not only neglect them ourselves, but hinder, condemn, forbid, and scoff at others that are willing to inquire after them. These motives at this present have induced me to make choice of this medicinal subject. If any physician in the meantime shall infer and find himself grieved that I have intruded into his profession, I will tell him in brief, I do not otherwise by them than they do by us. If it be for their advantage, I know many of their sect which have taken orders in hope of a benefice. Tis a common transition, and why may not a melancholy divine that can get nothing but by simony profess physic? Drusianus, an Italian, because he was not fortunate in his practice, forsook his profession and writ afterwards in divinity. Marcilius Ficinus was semil et simul, a priest and a physician at once and T. Linnesser, in his old age, took orders. The Jesuits profess both at this time, diverse of them, chirurgians, panders, bawds, and midwives, etc. Many poor country vicars, for want of other means, are driven to their shifts to turn mountebanks, quack salvers, empirics, and if our greedy patrons hold us to such hard conditions, as commonly they do, they will make most of us work at some trade as Paul did, at last turned taskers, maltsters, costermongers, graziers, sell ale as some have done, or worse. Howsoever in undertaking this task, I hope I shall commit no great error or indecorum. If all be considered aright, I can vindicate myself with George's Brownus and Hieronymus Hemingius, those two learned divines, who, to borrow a line or two of mine elder brother, drawn by a natural love, the one of pictures and maps, perspectives and choreographical delights, writ that ample theater of cities, the other to the study of genealogies, penned theatrum genealicum. Or else I can excuse my studies with Lessius the Jesuit in like case. It is a disease of the soul on which I am to treat and as much appertaining to a divine as to a physician, and who knows not what an agreement there is betwixt these two professions. A good divine either is or ought to be a good physician, a spiritual physician at least, as our Savior calls himself, and was indeed. They differ but in object, the one of the body, the other of the soul, and use diverse medicines to cure. One amends animam per corpus, the other corpus per animam, as our Regius Professor of Physic well informed us in a learned lecture 
of his not long since. One helps the vices and passions of the soul, anger, lust, desperation, pride, presumption, etc., by applying that spiritual physic, as the other uses proper remedies in bodily diseases. Now this being a common infirmity of body and soul, and such a one that hath as much need of spiritual as a corporal cure, I could not find a fitter task to busy myself about, a more apposite theme, so necessary, so commodious, and generally concerning all sorts of men, that should so equally participate of both and require a whole physician. A divine in this compound mixed malady can do little alone, a physician in some kinds of melancholy much less. Both make an absolute cure. When in friendship joined, a mutual succor in each other find. And tis proper to them both, and I hope not unbeseeming me, who am by my profession a divine, and by mine inclination a physician. I had Jupiter in my sixth house. In the theory of physic I have taken some pains, not with an intent to practice, but to satisfy myself, which was a cause likewise of the first undertaking of this subject. If these reasons do not satisfy thee, good reader, as Alexander Munificus, that bountiful prelate, sometimes Bishop of Lincoln, when he had built six castles, with Mr. Camden to take away the envy of his work, which very words, Newbergensis hath of Roger, the rich Bishop of Salisbury, who in King Stephen's time built Sherburne Castle and that of Devices, to divert the scandal of imputation, which might be thence inferred, built so many religious houses. If this my discourse be over medicinal, or savor too much of humanity, I promise thee that I will hereafter make thee amends in some treatise of divinity. But this I hope shall suffice, when you have more fully considered of the matter of this my subject, melancholy, madness, and of the reasons following, which were my chief motives, the generality of the disease, the necessity of the cure, and the commodity or common good that will arise to all men by the knowledge of it, as shall at large appear in the ensuing preface. And I doubt not, but that in the end you will say with me, that to anatomize this humor aright, through all the members of this our microcosmos, is as great a task as to reconcile those chronological errors in the Assyrian monarchy, find out the quadrature of a circle, the creeks and sounds of the northeast or northwest passages, and all out as good a discovery as that hungry Spaniards of Terra Australis Incognita, as great trouble as to perfect the motion of Mars and Mercury, which so crucifies our astronomers, or to rectify the Gregorian calendar. I am so affected for my part, and hope, as Theophrastus did by his characters, that our posterity, O friend Polycles, shall be the better for this which we have written, by correcting and rectifying what is amiss in themselves by our examples, and applying our precepts and cautions to their own use. And as that great Captain Ziska would have a drum made of his skin when he was dead, because he thought the very noise of it would put his enemies to flight, I doubt not but that these following lines, when they shall be recited or hereafter read, will drive away melancholy, though I be gone, as much as Ziska's drum could terrify his foes. 
Yet one caution let me give by way to my present or my future reader, who is actually melancholy, that he read not the symptoms or prognostics in this following tract, lest by applying that which he reads to himself, aggravating, appropriating things generally spoken to his own person, as melancholy men for the most part do, he trouble or hurt himself, and get in conclusion more harm than good. I advise them, therefore warily, to peruse that tract, Lapidus Locator, so said Agrippa. The rest I doubt not, they may securely read and to their benefit. But I am over tedious, I proceed. And that is today's reading. Looking forward to getting um, more of this, more of his point read in future days. Bye-bye.